Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the best versions of themselves. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women and special edition episodes that feature guest interviews and current events. Now, all in her opinion, here is your host, Maya Roffler. Hi guys, welcome back to Motivation Monday with Maya. I hope your week is off to a great start. We are on the letter T in the Empathy series, and today we're talking about tact or tactful leadership. And before we dive into that, make sure you guys subscribe and like and share the My Opinion podcast, the leadership podcast for women. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. So let's talk about tact or tactful leadership in the empathy series. So to have tact, let's talk about what tact means. I feel like this is going to be a tongue twister for me on the show. (laughs) But to have tact means to show sensitivity in dealing with others or difficult issues. So this is naturally something you have to do in leadership you deal with others, you deal with difficult issues. So we have to be sensitive to others. And it's perfect for the empathy series. We can all probably think about people in our lives that have zero tact, (laughs) which means their delivery is horrible. And that is essentially what that means. And I find that some people even confuse having tact with being dishonest or kind of more or less dancing around the truth. And that's absolutely not true. Having tact is such a strong skill and so imperative in leadership. Again, just in my opinion, a tactful individual, let alone leader, presents the truth to their audience in a very digestible way. That's the way I like to describe it. And to have tact as a leader is kind of the other half of empathy because you can have the ability to step outside of yourself and put yourself in someone else's shoes and you can learn to be patient as you listen and learn about your team when you're doing your one-on-ones and and listening to them. And you can become an appreciative leader through seeking that knowledge and, and understanding and seeking to understand But that's kind of front-loaded in the empathy process. This is why this flows pretty nicely with this series because, you know, now you must communicate the truth, your truth. And having tact as a leader allows you to respond empathetically to even the toughest situations with excellent execution. Now, being tactful comes easier to some of us more than others. (laughs) right? We all know this. At some point during this episode, I know you'll be thinking about someone you know that has zero tact. You might already have them in your mind. That doesn't always mean it's someone that comes off harsh or cruel or abrasive, though, when they are not tactful. It can be someone who delivers information in a detached way, which is not a tactful way, a selfish way, not a tactful way, you're not being sensitive, or a cowardly way, 
you're not, you're not confronting the issue. It's, it's about dealing with it, dealing with the tough stuff. So to be tactful is to be mindful as well and to be heartfelt because you're being sensitive too. So being mindful and heartfelt and leading from the heart. So not just leading from the mind, but leading from the heart. I truly believe that is being a tactful leader. To put it in context, I'll share some examples, okay, as I normally do. And I've also found that tactfulness can be subjective for people too. So bear that in mind as I'm sharing these examples. But we know what a tact person sounds like and when it sounds tactful and when it sounds like, whoa, like that was delivered so wrong. For example, when I came over from Joseph Bank to David's Bridal, most of you guys know my story. I worked for a men's company called Joseph Bank for many, many years. And then I went over to the women's side of retail and worked for David's Bridal. There were obviously a lot of cultural differences um, because going from Joseph Bank, it was so male dominant. And then going over to David's, it was female dominant, except for the leadership at the top, which I was happy to report by the time I left four years later, that changed. Um, you know, we had a female CEO and EVP, which was what a wonderful time to be a part of a company and see that happen. That was really cool. Um, but you know, there was still a lot of changes that needed to happen regardless. I believe it was the second meeting with my new boss, maybe my second meeting. It was very early on within the first month. And he was really taken aback by my emails, <laughs> really taken aback. And I was confused. I didn't understand what he was just so in shock about with my emails. And essentially what he was communicating was to be more tactful. So I had come from this very male dominant environment. So I learned to be very black and white, straightforward. And he took it as very harsh, abrasive. So when I would write an email to, you know, these now a hundred people that were reporting into me that were predominantly women. I mean, I think I had two guys tops reporting to me at that time at any given time when I was at David's, it, um, he said the way I would write these emails was just like very abrupt and very brash. Like I, I wouldn't be like, I hope you're doing well today. Here's the information. Have a great week or anything like that. I did not write my emails like that at all. It was like, hi, Susie Q. You know, she's my favorite employee. I always talk about her. Um, I would just say, hi, Susie Q. Make sure you deliver this on this day. Maya. Like it was very <laughs> like black and white. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You cannot deliver your information like that. Now I have mixed emotions about that now, many years later, I think we've come a long way, but he was, he was right to an extent because I wasn't aware of my audience and I needed to be more tactful as a leader and understand my audience. That's why I do feel like tactfulness in my opinion is subjective in a sense. Um, it, it, you know, it can be misconstrued. So I do disagree in some ways. Now I think we've come a lot further, but in that time he was right. I did need to be more tactful and aware of my audience. 
And that's where it can be subjective. And he knew the audience. And so I appreciated that feedback. And he was right when I just added in like, a, I hope you're well or things like that. And it's funny. I, I do that now. Um, I will add that into an email. But I kind of look at my audience. So think about that. I'm not sure if you do that as a leader, but that's something to think about. Another example. So this is a, a dark topic, but one where tactfulness comes in handy. And we all use it as leaders, or if you're an aspiring leader, you this will be something that you will use time and time again. You're, you will tap into your tact, as I call it. Tap into your tact. That's my phrase. So when you're writing someone up, uh, you're reprimanding somebody, or you're letting them go. You're terminating their employment. So I'll give the contrast. When I first fired someone, I was 22. Now, I had let people go in the past when I was younger, but this was a little different. At 22, like, I was really impacting this person's life. I was, you know, this was their true livelihood. It was a little bit different. There was other people above me in the past that could kind of take the blow. This is for real. This was my decision. And I had zero tact with this, like, for sure. It was very blunt the way I did it. And I think having tact means that you're very sensitive to the situation but you it shouldn't be shocking so this is where it becomes subjective so in my opinion it shouldn't be shocking to the person receiving the information that's where the sensitivity comes in that's my subjective view of this and it was shocking to this individual so shocking to this individual that he decided to uh remove himself from the store location and started freaking out and made a scene and police had to be called and my supervisor had to arrive. It, it was really brutal. It was really rough. So, you know, just think about me when you're going through a really tough firing situation. I've been there, trust me. But I was thinking as I'm watching this, I'm like, surely this person knows like this was coming because they know show to work. They're always late. They're not making their numbers. You know, I have a huge sales background. So most of these people were salespeople. Um, the list went on and on. He took constant smoke breaks. Welcome to retail restaurant biz. That's the life, especially back then. And where I failed as a leader is I made the assumption that he knew. And I did not act tactfully whatsoever because I did not set this situation up for success because I didn't act with tact. <laughs> I didn't act with tact. And I learned a lot from the situation because being a tactful leader means there's no surprises. You have sensitivity to the situation all along. And while he had some reprimanding, I and I had every right in the world to let him go this was not dealt with tactfully because I did not hand, handle it sensitively and it was shocking to him and that's not how it should have been. And 22-year-old naive Maya <laughs> didn't uh, handle it properly, but I learned. And that's what happens when you go through situations like this is you learn. So later years, you know, it, it was no surprise that I, you know, got these things together and learned and evolved and there was I hate to say people, you know, you, you let them go. You have teams of over 100. You let people go. But because of, of, of my learnings through this and, and especially that experience, but through time, I 
realized how important it was for the surprise element not to be there, but acting tactfully through the entire experience, whether you have an amazing employer or you have the worst employee in the world. And through really working on this as a leader myself, and I hope you are able to do this as a leader as well, I now have about nine out of 10 individuals who are like on, like they know it's not working, things like that. They'll really go ahead and do what I like to call um, terminate themselves. Um, they will they will come to me and let me know it's not working. I would say it, it would be maybe even 99 out of 100 because it's how I deliver it, how I have the conversations now and what I learned from that first experience. You know, here we are, what, 11, we're going on 12 years later now. You learn a lot during that time. It's because I'm tactful now and I have the tough conversations head on, but I'm sensitive with them and I'm, but I'm talking to them all the way through the relationship, whether that relationship is one month, two years, four years, five years, whatever it is. Delivery is everything. And that's what tact and being tactful gives you excellent delivery. And when I still worked in corporate environments, I will tell you that typically the HR departments, especially in my larger corporate environments, they would commend me on the fact that there were no surprises for their people. Zero, none, when things would come up, where I always knew what was about to happen. Promotions, demotions, you know, the good and the bad. And that did not happen overnight. So I hope sharing my examples and stories helps you because, you know, that's that's where you learn is through your experiences. And this was a rough one to learn from. Trust me. I'll give you another example, too. So this was later on. Um, later on in my career, I mean, even at David's, I acquired a team, right? But I could evolve it and move it and move it around and develop it. But the teams I, I acquired later on were, were rough. Um, and this particular team that I acquired, it was not that long ago. Uh, and they were all over the place, like in a lot of ways, geography wise, and also just results wise. There were some amazing performers and there were some people not even bringing in a dollar a month that was a really wild takeover and there was one member of the team a sales rep that couldn't travel and I remember her sitting there when I was doing my initial analysis because when I take on a team I don't obviously do this anymore I have my own uh, brand and company now but I remember scratching my head and you know when I take over the analysis and I'm looking at the numbers it was making total sense to me because I'm like, well, of course she is not making her numbers. She's not traveling anywhere. But I'm looking through the file. I'm trying to understand why someone with a territory of multiple states is not traveling. It, it was odd to me. And so I had the seek to understand calls, which are so important. And we talked about that in, in appreciative leadership and, and that podcast and blog. And I inquired appreciative leadership again. Well, you know, why on the one-on-one -on -one call she couldn't travel? And we did get to the heart to heart of it. And, you know, there were medical issues and I completely understand that. I've actually been through them myself, um, burning myself out and working really hard. And so I simply, you know, asked for the documentation and, you know, we talked through it and it, this went on for a couple weeks, um, really talking through the issues. And, there was a deadline for it. And as weeks went on, it was clear it was not going to happen. And I had 
one-on-ones as I share with you guys how important it is as a leader to have these. If your team is small enough, it should be every single week. If your team is super large, like when I have these really large teams, you know, shoot for shoot for once a month, but at least get the team together as a whole, as a collective or regionally, you know, every month. But she finally asked her in her one-on-one as, as the deadline was approaching, she said to me, I don't know if it was a question or a statement. And she said, you're going to fire me, aren't you? I guess that is kind of a question, but it's like a statement too. And I said to her, this is very different. I've come a long way since 22. I said, no, I said, I'm not going to fire you. And she was silent. And she was like, you're not. I said, no. I said, if you turn in the medical documentation to me and to HR that's required, which mind you, right, there's HIPAA, there's all these laws. I don't need to know what's wrong with you. I just need to know from a medical professional that you're not allowed to travel. That was explained very clearly. And if you, and I told her, I said, if you do not, then I will follow the company policy. That's tact. And she said, well, it, it that's to, to fire me. That's what they're, and I told her, I said, if documentation is provided by Friday, that was the deadline. Like we discussed, then we don't need to worry about termination. So that's tact. That's confirming that that's absolutely the truth. But it's an interesting thing that happened here because, yes, she was let go Monday after milking the company for seven months with zero sales. And I'm, I'm not sure what the previous supervisors uh, did with that situation. Um, but, you know, I could have said to her instead when she said to me, you're going to fire me, aren't you? I could have said, absolutely, if you don't turn in that paperwork. That is having zero tact. And, you know, years and years before that, maybe I would have answered in that way. I don't know. But through my years of leadership experience, I learned that having tact means being sensitive to the situation. And delivery is everything. And it's also taking it a step further. And with your delivery, pushing that accountability. Because here's the thing. I did not fire her. I did not terminate her. She terminated herself. And so there's a part of being tactful and tactful, tactfulness equals delivery for me. If you haven't, in my opinion, if you haven't caught on to that yet. And this force, when you when you are a great tactful leader, you force accountability onto people and they realize that you've given them the chance to realize this and to see this. And and had I responded, yes, I'm going to fire you. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to terminate you. That doesn't give reason. That doesn't give sensitivity. That doesn't give them opportunity. Because what if she actually had brought that paperwork up? What if she was having anxiety because her doctor wasn't providing? What if, what if there's a lot of what ifs? So you got to have sensitivity and you got to act with tact. Great delivery. That's why that is so important. So that was a huge difference between how I just let this individual go and assumed that he knew everything. And years later, I mean, I could give you so many examples. We'd be on this on this podcast for, oh my gosh, hours. <laughs> but I'd love to hear what you guys think about tactfulness. This is all on a blog now as well. I've put um, the entire Empathy series on a blog. I'm so excited to be back up on a blog. I think tact is so important. Um, you know, this is where your empathy kicks in. 
and you reach for patience in these moments because your delivery will truly dictate the entire outcome as the leader. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.